Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays. I love you, YouTube. If you enjoy my show, if you enjoy my content, if you enjoy Outkick at all, I'd encourage you to click subscribe uh, and go ahead and like the show. Um, And you can also hop in the comments. We love all the comments that you guys are putting out there. Uh, Just off the top, I'm going to be down in South Florida with Buck uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, So I will not be here to do Outkick the show. I've got to do my show Wednesday, buckle out, then I'll come back uh, on Saturday uh, to Nashville. But just FYI, so no shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Outkick the show. I'll be doing Clay and Buck as usual. I'm sure I'll be on uh, Fox News also a lot. Congratulations. Off the top here, uh, to John Rahm on winning the Masters. I think this is an important story. Two years ago, less than two years ago even, <coughs> in May or June of 2020, I think it was June, John Rahm, some of you will remember this, was on, co- on track to win the Memorial Tournament. And he was pulled off the course after finishing his round on Saturday With a six-shot lead, he was pulled off the course because he had tested positive for COVID. He had COVID. It was impacting him to such a degree that he was dominating the tournament. Cost him $1.6 million. Uh, He would have won. Again, he had a six-shot lead going into Sunday. They pulled him off the course. This was indefensible. And I think it's important for all of you to recognize the people who did this to us the people who locked us down, the people who arrested paddle boarders, the people who filled in skate parks, the people who told you that you could not play basketball, they pulled rims off of basketball uh, parks, they put crime scene tape up around uh, many different playgrounds, they made your kids wear masks for years, they made your kids go to school remotely, they told you that your business was non-essential, and told you you couldn't go to work. They had no consequences. Democrats, left-wingers, got everything wrong on COVID, and nothing happened to them. And John Rahm, at the memorial two years ago, over a year after COVID arrived in the United States, is a perfect example of that. It's why I was rooting for him, why I bet on him. I gave you two golfers. John Rahm, right around 9-1, to 8.5-1, to one, depending on where you shopped. I hope you joined me and bet on John Rahm and got the dub there. Uh, a couple of other stories. Odell Beckham Jr. has signed with the Ravens for $15 million. Uh, that is a big contract for Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think it's justified. Now, I understand the message the Ravens are trying to send. It's, hey... We're going to do everything we can to surround Lamar Jackson with weapons. This is far more than they have spent on a wide receiver at all for Lamar Jackson during his tenure with the Ravens. 
but I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is, this is presuming that this contract is accurately reported. I don't think he's a $15 million a year guy. I just, I haven't seen it. He's a talented wide receiver. I think at this point in his career, he's closer to a two than a one. And a $15 million salary, even if it's only a one year, and even if the Ravens don't think it's a big, uh, big risk, I think that's a lot of money. And I don't know how well he pairs, frankly, with Lamar Jackson. Now, we've talked a lot about Lamar Jackson. I would not let him go if I were the Ravens. But I'm not sure that Odell Beckham Jr. is the kind of weapon that is worthy of being spent $15 million on. I'd, for instance, rather pay a couple of different guys $7.5 million a year, personally, and maybe go take a receiver in the first round and try to bring in a ser- serious talent there. But Odell Beckham Jr., after sitting out last year, remember he tore his ACL, I believe it was, in the Super Bowl uh, that the Rams went on to win. Odell never really played last year, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, now coming back, $15 million. I hope he's able to come back healthy. Uh, Donald Trump was at UFC 247. He was with Kid Rock, Mike Tyson, and Dana White. You might have seen that photo. It's the first public appearance for Trump since uh, Trump was uh, spoke on Tuesday in the wake of that disastrous decision by Alvin Bragg to charge him with a crime. Um, the crowd went crazy. Now, UFC 247 was in Miami. Miami is certainly now, for all big cities, probably the biggest city with a Republican voter base. A lot of Venezuelan, a lot of Cuban, a lot of Latin American support there for the Republican Party. Trump was wildly cheered. Uh, I would love to know what the conversation was like all night with Dana White, Mike Tyson, and Kid Rock. That's a crew I wouldn't mind hanging out with, by the way. Uh, But this was Trump's first public appearance since his speech in Mar-a-Lago, since he was arraigned with the awful charges that were were brought against him in, uh, in New York City. The baseless charges of Alvin Bragg, the first time that a sitting president has faced charges in Uh, our history as a nation, awful moment. As you well know, I've talked about it a great deal. But I think that speaks to the net impact in the short term of these charges in New York City beneficial to Donald Trump. In the short term. We'll see what happens in Atlanta. I happen to think Trump's going to get charged there as well. We'll see what happens with the DOJ. Uh, Biden still has not officially announced. As you sort of analyze what is going on here, Trump versus Biden, a rematch, would be probably the most likely outcome based on the odds makers right now. Uh, And I do think it's significant how popular Trump is. It feels almost like Alvin Bragg is trying to put Trump back into the White House uh, and and, and making basically the largest contribution a Democrat could to Trump's reelection efforts. But we'll see as that continues how exactly it shakes out. Uh, Rudy Gobert threw a punch at one of his teammates on the T-Wolves over the weekend. The NBA playoffs are now set. Uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, what a mess. I want to extend my condolences to the city of Minneapolis, Twin City, St. Paul. You are right now, of any city that has the four major sports, right? Baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. You are the most cursed major American city in the country, the biggest uh, losses consistently, Minneapolis, St. Paul, 
uh, and it felt like a vintage sort of metaphor for the last, what was it, the Twins won the title in 91? Was that the Kent Urbeck pulls Lonnie Smith? Not, not. I don't want to get Braves fans fired up, but I remember, if I remember correctly, that was the Kent Urbeck pulls Lonnie Smith basically off the base series back in 1991. You can go Google it if you're a kid and you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, that was the last time a Minneapolis-era team won a championship. And for me, I sit around like, 1991 doesn't seem that long ago now. But then I think back and I was like, wait a minute, I was 12 and I'm now 44. So it's 32 years ago. Uh, it was a long time ago. Uh, and uh, if you go back in time, this will make you feel old. If you go back, by the way, if you're around my age, you know what was 32 years before, let's say, 1990? 32 years before 1990 was 1958. And if you're anything, I think I'm doing the math right there. If you're anything like me, when you would think about the 50s or the 60s, it just felt ancient to you. It might as well have been the 1860s. Um, and that's pretty wild to think about. Like the, 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 the middle point now that we're sitting here in, what are we, 2023? Uh, the middle point for so many of these years back is, uh, is, is pretty wild to think about. The 50s don't seem that long ago when you consider them in the context of 1990. But that is giving you a sense of how much futility and failure there has been in Minneapolis. Hate to bring it up. There's certainly a lot of other places that have had a lot of failure. Buffalo, you're waving your hand. Phoenix, if you're the Phoenix area, you're waving your hand. But I think Minneapolis is, of all the cities out there, especially when you consider the four major sports, for instance, Buffalo doesn't have them, I think Minneapolis would have to be top of the heap. By the way, my home state, uh, Nashville, Titans, and the Preds, not really won very much either, although they've been decent. But we're starting to add up a lot of years of futility there as well. Just FYI. And right after that, we'll continue the discussion. But first, a momentary break. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Um, Bud Light. Bud Light, this is remarkable. Where's my, I want to hold up my beer company. We're right now available in Tennessee. You can find us anywhere. Gratis. I mean, it is a, it is an awesome, fun, great tasting beer. I believe I have a can right over here. In fact, I'm going to step away for just a second. Here is my beer, right? And what I told you, uh, what I tweeted out over the weekend is, I can guarantee you we're never going to put chicks with dicks in our advertising, all right? So I don't know how many of you saw the Bud Light marketing VP who explained why they decided to do this, why they decided to take a dude pretending to be a girl and try to use him slash her to advertise their beer the woman who's now in charge of marketing said that Bud Light's brand was, quote, fratty and out-of-touch humor. Um, you know, that's not accurate, I don't think. I think most men out there, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, and a lot of women as well, uh, drink Bud Light because it's a genuinely easy, generic brand. And so if you're at a crowded bar and you're trying to decide, hey, what do I want to order for my group of friends 
it's easy to just order Bud Light. It's usually behind the bar, relatively affordable. They can give you four or five of them. Boom, you're good to go. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. I will order another brand. I'll certainly be drinking my beer. But I think what I would say in general is this is what I see happen all too often. Let me give you an example. The Clay and Buck Show is the biggest radio show in the country. You combine podcasts, you combine radio. We're on 500 stations, tens of millions of podcast downloads, massive audience. We're number one in like 15 or 16 different markets. Huge audience out there. We haven't had in the two years that I've been doing that show, we haven't had a single beer, a single restaurant, or a single car company advertise with us. Why is that? If every company out there just said, hey, you know what? We're going to try to reach the entire addressable market. And we're going to do super woke advertising, but we'll also advertise for normal, everyday dudes who just like to kick back and have a beer at the end of their workday. Kind of people who might listen to Clay and Buck. Kind of people who might be reading OutKick every day. Kind of people might be watching and listening to this right now. If they just decided, hey, we're going to try to reach the entire addressable market for beer consumers, I'd nod my head and say, okay, you know what? That makes sense. That's smart of you to try to reach everybody. They don't do it. They have decided that people like me who say things like men should compete against men in athletics and women should compete against women, that's unacceptable. That's controversial. What's not controversial is a dude pretending to be a woman. Somehow that's uh, what you want to endorse. But if they just said to everybody, hey, beer company, car company, restaurant, hey, we want to be the official beer restaurant or car company of OutKick or of Clay and Buck or whatever it is, I would say, hey, you know what? Good for you. You can advertise to the whole addressable market. Maybe there's this huge transgender community that is just desperate to drink beer and they haven't felt like they were welcome to drink beer. Crazy. Uh, at this point. And so now, boy, you've got a huge market. But I would say the number one rule of marketing in general should be don't alienate your base while you add absolutely no one in the process. And I think that's exactly what Bud Light did. Because I think these marketers now, these woke marketers, they have no idea about the brand. I bet this chick never drank Bud Light. And she's sitting around in New York City or LA, whatever big city her advertising agency is based in. And she's talking to all of her woke friends. And she's like, what would make you want to drink a Bud Light? And the answer is nothing. These people that she's talking to are never going to drink a Bud Light because it's not high class enough for them. And they say, oh, well, maybe if you guys were more inclusive. Maybe if you guys were less fratty. Maybe if you guys had less out-of-touch humor, then maybe I'd be interested in consuming your product. And so what do they do? Listen to this focus group of people that would never drink Bud Light and decide you're going to try to appeal to them. It's a tiny addressable market in the first place. And in the process, you alienate your core audience. It's the worst possible decision from a marketing perspective. So what all these woke advertising agencies do? And I wasn't even surprised when I saw this. And by the way, it's not just Bud Light. Nike also got this random dude to try to sell sports bras to women. And my response is, some people get furious. Some people get angry. You can easily make the choice, hey, I'm not going to consume that product. But over time, that becomes frustrating to try to keep up with everything. Here's what you should do. 
Here's what you should do. Start your own companies. And, and I mean this honestly. I was frustrated with the way that I saw sports media covering sports. And so I started OutKick and built it into a big audience. We may be top five biggest sports sites by the fall on the internet from nothing to top five. That's because there's a huge demand for what we put out there, for our product. That could be the case for so many other products. That's why I started this beer company. It's why I'm part owner of this beer company. I'm going to be, again, try it out, especially if you're in Tennessee. We're everywhere. Uh, That's why I'm going to be starting a bunch of new companies because I'm not going to be disrespectful of the audience. I'm going to say, look, you can. Have, I, I want to sell to everybody. Look, if you're trans and you want to drink our beer, I hope you go buy a billion of them, right? I want everybody to consume the products that I am trying to sell, but I'm not going to sell to woke programming, right? I'm not going to artificially insult my audience because I understand that audience. And so what I am seeing is a great deal of economic opportunity. Some people get angry, and I understand the concept of anger. I would rather focus on opportunity. Entrepreneurs don't get angry and do nothing. They get angry, and then they say, okay, if you're alienating this huge portion of your audience, what if I serve them? I mean, that's the story of OutKick, right? That's why OutKick is so big. I started OutKick back in 2011, because I thought my audience was being underserved. At the time, that was people who loved SEC football. There was hardly anybody covering it in a big scale. We developed a big audience, and then we just continued to expand it. And like I said, we may be a top five site by football season. We're already top 10, already hit that this last football season. From nothing to top 10 in the marketplace. There is a huge opportunity out there if you are able to take advantage of it, regardless of what industry you're in. And I think what we're going to be doing, and again, this is because of the marketplace, I think we're going to be moving increasingly into this idea of red and blue. And you're going to support somebody who has similar values to you, and you're going to leave behind all this woke ridiculousness. And I think companies like Bud Light, are going to start to hemorrhage support because they've made the decision to go woke, and I think it's a really poor decision for their brands. Uh, Finally, uh, we got a tweet out. I thought this was interesting. Uh, And by the way, I don't know how this is going to go, but I am scheduled in like five minutes uh, to be on Stephen A. Smith's podcast. Um, And so there may be some fun there. I would encourage you guys to check it out. I'll share it with you. Trump tweeted, and this may not be an accurate uh, reading, uh, sorry, truthed, Ron DeSantis is a young man who is not doing well against me in the polls, to put it mildly. I believe if he decides to run for president, which will only hurt and somewhat divide the Republican Party, he will lose the cherished and massive MAGA vote and never be able to successfully run for office again. If he remains governor, which is what Florida voters assumed, it would be a whole different story Just saying, but who knows? Okay, I read this as Trump is floating the idea that he might pick DeSantis as his vice presidential candidate. Other people responded and said, I think Trump is just saying, wait till 2028 and maybe I will endorse you as my preferred candidate in 2028, presuming as Trump would that he's going to win in 2024. 
I don't know how this is going to shake out. I am of the belief that DeSantis is still going to be announcing for president. Buckle up. 2023 is going to be wild. I feel like you ain't seen nothing yet. As always, DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis. See you guys tomorrow on Outkick the Show. Thank you, YouTube. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you guys may be. I appreciate all your support. I'll see you guys. Uh, When will I see you guys? I'll see you guys tomorrow.